0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's so great. I'm full of joy today. (laughs) It's so good to be here with all of you, especially because today's message and the series that we uh, are, are going through is about one of my favorite books of the Bible, which is 2 Timothy. So before we start, I just want to encourage this Um, If you haven't seen last week's message, please do so. If you were not able to be here on Sunday or haven't seen it on YouTube, go to our channel because it was amazing and it it lays the the groundwork for everything that we're going to be seeing in this book. So please go and and look for that. Um, It was was really, really great. Um, So I just want to highlight a couple of things really quick. Before, um, that they've talked about in that message. And one of the things that he mentioned is passing the baton. Um, and this is, this is what Paul is doing with Timothy in this last letter. Okay? So he's doing that. But the other thing that he mentioned, that I want to uh, put it um, as a background, is that he was in prison... And this is Paul's last letter. And this is why this is one of my favorite books of the Bible, one of them, is because you can see the heart of uh, Paul to Timothy. And it's very, very important. And in this book, you'll find throughout the book uh, two themes that are going to be very important for us. One is to, uh, uh, to be able to endure. But the second one is also urgency. Um, is in fact, the, the title of this series is called 4,000 Hours to Live. Um, and they've talked about uh, all that in, in the message, so please, please go and check it out. But Paul was in prison, and he knew that things were not going well at that time. He knew that he was going to die and this was his last opportunity to write to Timothy. And um, if, you, if you think about it, it's like, for example, one father, uh, Paul says that uh, Timothy is his son, his spiritual son, and it's like one father giving his final message. And that's why it's so important, and, and for us, to be able to also hear what Paul is saying and how we can apply that to our lives. And that's why today's message, I have uh, titled it uh, The Last Act or The Final Act. Um, and, and it's because of this same reason. Okay, This is crucial to, throughout the letter. But whenever you think about the last message that somebody going to give, or, or maybe somebody's in a hospital and, and he just called the son to be able to give the last message. It's always sad in a way, you know. We grieve and, and it's very hard to be able to give that last message. But what is amazing about this letter is that Paul is not sad. He knows that God has everything under control. He knows who has who has he trusted in his life, and that's why he's, he's so uh, encouraging to Tim, to Timotheo in this, in this letter. I call him Tim, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, as I read, I, I sometimes hear in my, vo- in my mind, you know, how they were talking, and I try to put myself in, the, in their sandals. And, um, and he's in a prison, Paul, and it's like everything comes together with this letter. So I don't know who likes here um, to go to theatre or or to watch a play, but the last act is the most important one. Because throughout, you have been seeing different scenes, different aspects of the story, but on the last act is when everything comes together, is when everything makes sense. And this is what this letter is right now. Everything now makes sense, because Paul has been in a, in a journey, a long journey with Timothy. In fact, in his first missionary trip of Paul is when he meets Timothy. And that's when he meets them and he offers the prayer of salvation for him. And that's when Timothy started changing his life. And it was amazing. But on the second missionary trip is when Paul calls Timothy and invites him into ministry. So now they go together and they go in the same missionary trip and they work together. And then when he, when he um, uh, Paul, goes to Ephesus and then he puts Timothy in charge and the first letter of Timothy is just encouraging Timothy and giving him some instructions on what to do in, at Ephesus and the things that he should allow and, the, and little tips that he gives to him in, in how he should proceed now that he has the ministry by himself but this second timothy this letter is passing the baton is his last message and that's why as part of the title i put the best for last okay because it's not pauls being sad it's not paul saying oh you know i'm about to die and what's going to happen with you no, no, no. What he's doing, and you'll see it throughout the, the, the message as well, the letter, is that he's encouraging Paul, uh, Timothy. And, and he's, he's saying, now that you're going to be doing this, now this is your time and do this. And, and, and don't worry about the things that are going to happen because God is with you. So it's amazing. Now, for all of us, this is why this is so crucial. Because the last letter is also a message on how to live well, the rest of the life. Paul knows that he doesn't have any more opportunities to be able to write or to see a Timothy. So this letter is, is, is a crucial letter for the rest of the life of Timothy. And that's why I love this letter. That's why it should be so important to you guys Because it's telling us how to live well. Now that we know God, now that our life has been transformed, now that we're even loving other people or serving other people, God is telling us how we should live well. And what happens is with everything that is going on, it's very discouraging. With everything that goes on the day-to-day, all the issues, and it seems like, it gets worse by the minute. Every new day, there is another news that, that it makes it worse than before. So, so that's why it's so important for us to be able to understand this letter and also apply it to our lives. Because if we do so, then we're going to be able to live well. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy. That's, that's, that's the main reason of this letter. It's just that for the rest of their life, as, as, uh, until they meet again in heaven, is to be able to give some advice, some wisdom on how to live well. And, and if you take something out of this message, it's, it's for you to also do that. We're going to be looking at the example of Paul and Timothy and the things that he went through and some of the things that he was doing and some of the, th- the gifts that he had. But, but the, the main thing that I want to tell you is that if we put in practice what Paul is telling Timothy on our lives, it doesn't matter what's going to happen in this society. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's going to get worse or better or if we don't even know what's going to happen next day because we are secure with God and we know who we have trusted. So... so Just as an introduction, um, just keep that in mind, that the purpose of this message is not for you to gain knowledge, it's not for you to see into Paul's and Timothy's life, although all that is important, but the main purpose of this message is, I just want to encourage you (laughs) to live well, encourage you to put into practice what God has put in front of us so that we can continue to move forward and work in His kingdom and for His glory, Amen, Amen. Okay, so let's let's start because this this is gonna get um, really good. <laughs> now, before we get into today's passage, it, it's gonna be Second Timothy uh, chapter one from eight to twelve. So before before we get this, I want uh, to tell you um, a little bit of a story. I told you a little bit about Paul's journal journey with Timothy, and I want to share my journey. I want to tell you a story. Um, and for that, I want to bring a person that has been really important for me. And um, as, I'm, as I'm reading this, and as I see that um, Paul is in, in prison... And he's about to die. And Timothy doesn't get a chance to go and visit Paul or even to tell him how much he appreciated everything that he has done and continue to do until that day to Paul. So I want to introduce to you guys a member of this church from the third service. And his name is Pastor Hermana Gudelo. So Pastor, if you can come for, here for a second... Um, Yes. So let me tell you my story, my journey. As I had an event that was very crucial in my life, Um, I was part of a fire, and the fire consumed everything that I had, everything. And, you know, that night, you know, I was weeping because I had I don't I didn't even have a, a brush uh, a, yeah toothbrush to be able to to go to bed or a pajama or I had anything I didn't have anything, and then um, Pastor Angel invited me to a community group, and this is why it's also so important for you guys to be part of a community group, and Pastor uh, Agudelo was leading that community group, and he has a passion for people that don't know Jesus. And every time he gets a chance, he introduced Jesus on, his, on the life of a person. And that's exactly what he did. Our first uh, time that we met, he introduced Jesus to me, and it has changed my life completely. From that moment, it was totally different. But it didn't, it didn't stop there. Um, he loves to delegate something that I'm trying to learn (laughs) when he got a chance, he gave me an opportunity to work with him in ministry. Now I was brand new. I was really scared, but he encouraged me to do it and he invited me and he came along my side and we worked together because that's the way that, that we can grow in life. And, uh, you know, he, he gave me opportunities on this small group to even share. But then one day came when um, I still remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was a beautiful day, but a terrifying day. It was the first day that he allowed me to be in front on a service and uh, to be able to share part of the message. And it was a Good Friday, so we, the, the, the passage, the message was the seven words that Jesus did on the cross. And he gave me one of those words. It was uh, five minutes. I had five minutes to be able to share. Well, those five minutes, <laughs> it was, you know, if you could be there, if my stomach could talk right now <laughs> and tell you how it felt at that moment, Um, but it was great. You know, I was able to feel God that he was backing me up and before it was very scary. But as I was doing it, I enjoyed it so much. I went over the five minutes. Um, and that's, I think that's when God started working with you as a pastor, because sometimes we cannot (laughs) shut up. (laughs) So anyway, so now he passed the baton to me. After many years of working in, in ministry, uh, he passed the baton to Angel and to me to be able to work and do the things that we do in this church. And, but, but here is the thing: Not only he passed the baton. Not only he encouraged us, but he continued to support us. He is a leader of one of the C.Gs that we have in the Third service. But more than that, he continues to talk to people, continues to encourage people during the, the service on Sundays, and I can always say him, whenever I'm in front and he's on the back row, he's always praying for me as I give my message. So, Pastor, you have been so good, and Timothy didn't have that chance, but today was my chance, and I just want to thank you for everything that you have done, and I love you so much. Can
1: I say something? I
0: si. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I, I could say that I'm just like John Wayne. You know John Wayne? Yes. <laughs> Wherever he puts his eyes, he puts his bullets. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's one of my, I guess, Skills no. Don't 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 come say gifts. Gifts. Another gifts. gift is that I can see a person that is able. I could serve the Lord and replace me. I could do that. I've been the pastor in, in about three different churches, and every one of them, I have I have seen the person that could replace me, and he will become my Timothy. Right. <laughs> And my thing my Timothy now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that, he, that he, he picked up the work. He's doing a great job in the Hispanic ministry, and I hope that he will continue uh, doing a good job. And God bless you, brother, and I'll be here next to you giving you a
0: roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Love you. Thank you. Now, let's get to today's passage. Um, and let, let's start with this first verse that is so important. And just like my title, The Last Act, everything will come together, everything that we have talked. So far, this has been an introduction and a story, but everything is going to come together, I promise you. So, the first verse, this is what it says 2 Timothy 1 8. It says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Now, let me stop here for a second. Do not be ashamed. Now, Timothy apparently had some issues. Um, he was a little bit timid. He was shy. Uh, so, so one of the things that Paul is doing is encouraging uh, that. And this is for all of us. Let me tell you, word matters. And the way that you see, that you say the things also matter. So you have influence over so many people that are around you that I don't have influence. You have family around you, and words matter. Everything that you say to encourage people matter to our kids, to our grandsons and granddaughters. It's so important to be able to uh, put faith into their lives. It's so important to, to speak in the name of the Lord in their lives, in season and out of season. So please do so. If you have a chance, If uh, that's part of the quality time. If you have a chance, do so, because that's going to make a difference on that, uh, on that person that you're talking to. And Paul understood this. He understood that courage was the first step to make a change in a life. Every time you need to make a change in someone's life or even in your own life, it takes a little bit of courage. And that's what what Timothy needed at that moment. He had some issues, he had some um, disadvantages, let's say. Um, You remember on on First Timothy, we we saw that he had uh, problems on his stomach. And, and then Paul says, um, you know, drink a little bit of wine to be able to help with those issues. Um, now, thank God we have Pepto-Bismol right now, so not encouraging anyone. Um, but, but, you know, thank God I didn't have any wine when I had my, my chance in front of the church, when my stomach was, was really going crazy that day. Um, but anyway, so he had those issues. He also had problems confronting people. And we also also saw it on on the first letter of Timothy. Um, So Paul, again, tells him, you need to do this. But it looks like um, he was also a little bit passive. And I can relate to Timothy so much because I'm not an extrovert person. I'm an introvert. Um, But but I'm here as as an example of what God can do if you're, if you're willing to, to give him a chance. Because maybe you say, I'll never will be able to be in front of that crowd or to be able to speak because I'm so timid. And, you know, it's, it's terrifying just to come here. And I was that person. It was so, it was so bad for me. I never imagined uh, serving in that capacity. But that's where I knew that God was uh, giving me a special gift uh, because I love it, I enjoy it, and it's a joy to be able to come here and to be able to share God's message. And only God can can do something like that. So for all of you, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the position, it doesn't matter how long or how short have you been um, with God, walking with God. He always gives us opportunities to be able to step into it. So take courage, and whenever you see an opportunity, just keep your eyes open, your spiritual eyes open, for opportunities that God is going to put in front of you. God says uh, in Ephesians 2.10 that he's doing something beautiful in all of us, and he has put opportunities in front of us to do things that were predetermined since we were born, or even before we were born. So God already has opportunities in front of you just to, for you to be able to do it. You just need to pay attention, and whenever you see that God is asking you to do something, take courage and go ahead and do it. So that's what Paul is, is doing in this verse. He says, "Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our love, our Lord. And then he says, Nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel um, by the power of God. And, and again, I was suffering that day, but that day changed my life completely. Um, you know, I was swearing. I, 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 I could relate to so many people that had even um, uh, problems with anxiety or, or, or stress or things of that nature, because that's how I felt that on that day that I first came on board. But I was able to experience the power of God. And that's one thing that I'm here to tell you. If you take that first step, if you take it in faith, God is gonna be backing you up. That's a guarantee because he has prepared you And he has put that opportunity in front of you. Everything is his plan. And it's not by your power. It's not by anything or how good you are or how, you know, whatever is going on in your life. It's all about God. And if you do it, and whatever you do, don't do it just to to claim yourself, but just to share God, then God is going to be able to back you up in that that moment. And that's what, what... what Paul is telling telling them. If you want to live well, then do not be ashamed. Courage. Courage for your life and for us also to be able to encourage one another. And look what it says on verse 9. It says, "...who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of uh, our works, but because of his own purpose and grace." Which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And this is really important, you guys. The purpose, what, what is trying to, what inspires you to do something for God, it doesn't have to be a message that I'm telling you here, It's, it's not because you have to do it our necessity, it's because you have come to understand how good God has been on your life. And when I say that, is that the greatest gift that God has been able to give you in your own life was the salvation. We right now don't don't see clearly, the Bible says. We right now might not understand what it really means to be saved, But I'm telling you, the the main purpose of Jesus coming here to earth and to die on that cross is so that we can reestablish the relationship with God and have eternal life. And you might be really worried about the things that are going on in your life. But there is nothing, nothing more important than salvation. There is nothing that is going to matter more than where you're going to spend the rest of eternity. Because here it's just just a a close and opening of your eyes. But we one day will be with our Lord for the rest of eternity. And you don't want to spend it away from Him. You want to be with Him. And on that day, everything will become clear. You will be able to understand everything that God has been working on you. And then you'll be able to enjoy, fully enjoy, what it means, salvation, in your life. What a great gift he has been giving us. And that's why Paul is saying, it's because of that fact, first of all, that you need to understand that your time here is precious. That everything that you do here matters that we cannot waste not even one minute living a life that doesn't uh, satisfy what God wants for you. And this is what, what he's saying also, that God called us and he gave us a holy calling. And, and all of us have received with salvation a beautiful gift, all of us. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter your background or your history, All of us, if you're breathing right now, is because God still has purpose in your life and He has given you the tools to be able to accomplish that purpose. So my question is, do we really know which is our gift? And are we using it? Remember, the, the, the main thing of this message is to be able to put it into practice. So I'm telling you, there is no one minute to waste I think the biggest issue after uh, this season that we have had um, is not the problems that you're able to see. It's not that you haven't uh, stopped trusting God. It's not that you know that he's the way and the truth. It's that the enemy is putting so many things right now that are competing priority with God. And then we are, are so focused in so many things that we don't end up accomplishing anything. And what Paul is telling, telling him, if you suffer from anxiety, if you suffer from stress, this is from me to you guys, if you suffer from that, you will continue to struggle in those areas unless you put God as your priority in your life. Once you start living for God, you will find purpose, you will find what really matters, and then you're gonna be able to enjoy as you put into practice God's gift in your life. There is no better way to get rid of a stress or anxiety than to start helping other people. Listen to me, make people your passion in your life. Love people with passion. Take advantage of every opportunity. This is what this church is all about. God is our passion and people is our passion. And if you do that, as you start helping other people, you'll be able to find the joy that God can do through you in the life of another person, the accomplishments, and then you'll find purpose, and then you'll be able to experience also the joy. So the best, the best solution for any of these issues that you're going through, start loving people, start helping people in every capacity that you can, and that's gonna help you to live a life very well lived. So continue to do that, and continue to put that into practice. Now, if you don't know what your gift is, um, talk to me afterwards, or talk to one of the pastors here, uh, and we can walk, walk together, but let me tell you this, what is it that you enjoy the most to do? What is it that, that is unusual in your life that, that other people seeing you, ask other people around you, hey, I don't know what my gift is, but what do you think is the area that I enjoy the most doing? And they'll be able to give you insight Oh, you're very good to people. You're very good uh, welcoming people or, or making them feel at home or you're very good as you teach or you're very good as, as, as you continue to give uh, as serving other people. Uh, and then you'll be able to start working with that and putting that into action. So, so I encourage you to either talk to us, talk to one of our, uh, the pastors here or uh, start asking people around you that know you better what, is, what are some of the strengths that God can start using also in ministry? Let's, let's, let's go to uh, this, the next verse. It's verse number 10. It says, "...and which now has been manifested through the appear, uh, appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel." The next verse he says, For which I was appointed an preacher, a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. Look what Paul is doing here. Paul is putting his life as example for Timothy. And guy again, to be able to live well, you have to do this. Your example, the way that you live will speak louder than any other word that you can say. The the way that you act, not only here on Sundays, but also when you are at home, also the way that you treat your kids, also the way that you love other people, will speak more. I'm telling you, what speak more to me, um, it was not only the opportunity, it was not only the words, is I was able to see a great example of how a life should be lived in Pastor Agudelo. And, and I continue to do that. I want to finish well the race, and I continue to look towards him and, and, and continue to see what I can do when, when I get to that point as well. And that's what is so encouraging. So example in your life is so important. Um, sometimes we tell our kids, Oh, I talked to you, and then it seems like one, he goes through one year and then he goes out the other year. I'm telling you, the example that you put in front of them, the way that you deal with situations, with problems, they will remember forever. And the next time that they are in the same situation, they're gonna remember that and do how you did. So, You're not only being an example for the present, you're also being a gift for them in the future. Your message, once you're not with them, will be the example, the legacy that you leave behind. That's why it's so important, everything that we do in life, everything. And that's that's why I want to encourage you, if there is something that you need to make changes in your life, do it. Because every minute matters. Every second matters. And everything that you do matters not only to you, but also to the ones that are around you. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, look at me and everything that I'll be able to, to share with you. And everything that we were able to work together. And, and my calling has been a, a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. And I've been able to do without any shame. And i be able to uh, endure everything that has become in front of you. And you know it because you have been able to see it. Now, you know, like we saw last week, flame that gift that God has put in your life and put it into action. Sometimes we have it here, but it's, it's almost about to die. And we have to do things intentionally to be able to flame that gift and to put it into action. Look how it ends, Paul. And this is so beautiful. This is where everything comes together. 2 Timothy 1.12, he says, Which is why I suffer as I do, but I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that he's able to guard until that day when he has been entrusted to me. This is what Paul is saying. Everything that I did in my life, everything that I, that I show you, it was a benefit to you, but the reason why I did it and the reason why I continue to advance every day, continue to, to work for God in a way, to be able to work in ministry, to be able to love others, the reason why I do it is... Because I know who have I trusted. And I know all of you know who we have trusted in our lives. Jesus, our Savior. God is the creator of everything. He has been so good to us in our lives. He he has been so creative and so generous with us. And He has loved us so much. And that's exactly the reason why. God's passion is His people. And this is why it should be also our people, uh, our passion to be able to love people. And this is why we need to do the things that, that we have been able to do. And that's why it's so important that you put into practice everything Don't waste any minute, but continue. I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself, but I really want to get through you that is so important, everything that we do. The apostles were able to live through a situation that they didn't understand until they got to heaven. When Jesus was here on earth, His mission, his main mission, was to die on that cross. The apostle thought that he was going to be the solution for the problems that they had here on earth. That they were going to be able to remove all the inconvenience, everything that they're suffering with the Romans, and that he was going to be the liberator of everything that they're experiencing on their lives. And when he goes and died on that cross, imagine the hearts of the disciples. They're crushed because they gave everything to Jesus. They they gave everything away for to be able to follow Jesus. And then three days later, Jesus comes and says, I have defeated death. And this is why you didn't understand that the most important thing is not here, but is on heaven. And then the disciple goes, so this is the time that you're going to deliver us from the Romans? I, I can imagine Jesus at that moment, you know, he's like probably pulling his hair. <laughs> but he loves them so much that he's not putting a finger on them or he's just showing them what really matters. The disciples were, were able to live day by day for more than three years with Jesus and to be able to see their example and they couldn't see it. Now we have an opportunity to look back and see it, that the most important thing is not what we go through here on earth. The most important thing is when we're gonna get to heaven for everything that he did. Now, what is important is that we only have one chance to live well. Because once we get to heaven, we're going to be, all of us, with Him. And we won't be able to share anymore the good news. Because everybody's going to be saved. We won't won't be able to utilize some of the opportunities that He put in front of us. Because now we're enjoying eternity and, and the relationship, a closer relationship with Him. So there is no time like now. There is no greater opportunity than now to make God your priority in your life and that your life matters to you and the ones that are around you. The church is not a building and the things done in the church is not responsibility of the pastors only. We are the church, you are the church, and God wants all of us to be part of the great things that he's doing. I want to finish with this. I want to finish with a poem that I had. Um, I still remember it since I was very little. And it's from, from a poet called Bertolt Breach. And he says, the person that fights, or, or some translations say he was German, fights or endures or struggles for one day is very good but the person that continues to fight for one year is even better now the person that is able to continue to fight or struggle or not give up but continue to work on that for many years is even greater but those who are able to fight for the rest of their lives, those are the exceptional, the essential people that we need, we need right now in this world. We live in a, in a days like no others before. We're placed in a, in, in, in a location like there is no comparison of the abundance of some of the things that we have but how depleted is the, the love for God? But don't look at the 2% of Christians that are in this area. Look, that we have 98% of people that were able to share with our examples, that were able to impact their lives with our words, and that by putting into practice the gift that God has given us. And start working in his ministry. We can really make a difference in this church, in this neighborhood, in this area, in this time. But we need all of you. And and if you don't even know what to do, here is a great way to continue to love people. I've been I've been so amazed of the response that the church has had to everything that we're doing in the in the outside in the fellowship zone um it's been beautiful to see the church come together and work together this is what uh uh, somebody said last week they say oh what company are you hiring uh to do something so amazing out there who is the catering company the catering company is the church that has been doing a great job and because of that A lot of people that come through this street even are able to see that this church is alive. And whenever somebody comes that is new, are able to see the love of God expressed through us and are able to see the first impression that they really do matter for us and that we continue to embrace them and continue to love on them. So if if you don't know where to help, I have a great opportunity in front of us continue to help in this area talk to me and it will be a blessing of your life we have a saying we don't have we don't need volunteers we have opportunities in this church we have plenty of opportunities for you to serve and love the people of this church and the people of this community can you please close your eyes for right now father thank you Thank you because you have been so good to us. Thank you because of your love. Thank you for salvation and for everything that is going to matter in our eternity. But I just ask in this moment for the power of God through the Holy Spirit in each of the persons that were here today and are watching this message in video. That your power can demonstrate that just with a little bit of courage, we can make a difference in people's life. Just with a little bit of our examples, we can leave a legacy in our family. And just that with our gift, to be able to flame that, and to be able to put it into action, it really is gonna matter in everything that you're doing here. So we just want to point to you, God, and we just ask you, to bless us, to give us courage, to continue to put in front of our spiritual eyes the opportunities that we can step into it and that we can also be obedient to the things that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for everything that you have done up to this point in our lives, everything that you're doing right now. And we also thank you for everything that you'll be able to do through your church. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.